Chapter 6. No. Okay, yes. I don't remember when I finally placed a call to Southwestern, but within a few weeks, I was scheduled for a tour of the school. At 30 years old, a homeowner, it was a little house, a Lexus driver, it was a used older model, a grown-up, I paid my own bills, I was going on a seminary school tour. I only told my parents that I was going because I was leaving the state for a weekend. I had watched enough crime dramas on television to know that it was a good idea to tell someone where I was going. I wanted them to pray for me, but I didn't really want to hear their thoughts. Honestly, I needed to not hear anyone's thoughts, because if anyone petted my desire to not go, I probably would have caved and stayed home. I only wanted to hear God. With no doubt, I had heard him in my office say, Christian Counseling. On this trip to Southwestern, I had to listen for him to confirm it. That proverbial window was difficult to climb through as I drove to Texas, the one state I swore to never live in. I toured Southwestern's campus with a knot in my gut, knowing that I would be making that drive and walking that campus again. Every word confirmed it. This was the window God was opening for me to climb through. We toured the housing, we being me and the bubbly 20-somethings who were excited to be visiting the campus and to whom I faked friendly as I slowly died to self on the inside. I reminded God of all the reasons why this was not a good fit for me. I was 30. I had never lived in campus housing. I never wanted to live in Texas. How could he expect me to live in campus housing in Texas at 30 years old? I, I, I. Did he not know who I was? I don't want this answer. I don't want this step. I don't want that life. This whole seminary at 30 years old scene was not who I am. I am the Ponca City High School class of 94 student council president and most likely to succeed female student. I drive a Lexus and go on business trips to New York and L.A., Never mind the Xanax and crying. What will people think if I go back to school now? Loser. Failure. I have a home. I've worked hard for 10 years. Am I just supposed to walk away from it all? I can't. I've earned where I am. What will people think? This is not what I wanted. I wanted God to fix the land I was on or move me to better land, not take me out into the backwoods. I yelled and cried most of the nearly six hours back to Tulsa. For the next few weeks, or maybe months, I don't completely remember, I grappled, I sweated, I cried, I justified, I doubted, I wrestled, not in a singlet, just emotionally. God was prepping me for another break-through-the-clouds moment. A friend from Bible Study Fellowship had invited me to First Baptist Tulsa. It was downtown, and I loved the short time I attended there. I shared with a few trusted friends in my Sunday school class what I believed God was calling me to. One Sunday, a teacher could obviously see my struggle with this calling, probably because I cried during prayer time yet again. I pretty much carry my emotions on my face, possibly in an effort to alleviate my struggle or possibly to reassure himself in struggles he faced. He told me, God doesn't care what you do as long as you do it for him. 
I was super not okay with that. He meant well. He was sincere. But I am convinced now what I hoped then. He was wrong. I knew in my soul, heart, and mind that God was showing me a specific path. I didn't like it, but there it was, and he was leading me to it. God wasn't saying, Haley, you stay in control of your life. You choose how you will serve me. I think you are really smart, so you guide me to your plans, and I'll make it happen. I can't wait to see what you come up with, Haley. Instead, God was saying, follow me. This is the direction. I am the plan maker. Trust me. Is it a yes or no? So I said, okay, yes. That is how it plays out in his word. For each character in scripture, God had a specific plan. The only choice was to obey his leading or not. The choice was not to decide whatever plans they wanted to make and just give God the glory. The choice for Abraham, Moses, David, Mary, Peter, and Paul was the same choice for me and you. Yes or no. This doesn't mean I believe God has a plan for which pair of jeans I should put on in the morning. It just means I believe him when he says he has plans for my life. His plans never go against his word, and it is never too late to seek him for his plans in your life and family. His plans for me changed my whole life and all the circumstances around me. His plans for you may not change any of your circumstances specifically, but they will change your life, possibly without moving you an inch. With the grueling decision made, I drove home to Ponca City to tell my parents what I knew was the next step for me. I was going to say yes. I didn't understand it. It seemed crazy to me but I was fully convinced this was his leading. Honestly, this plan was not what they wanted for me either. None of that was the vision any of us had for me or anywhere near what we had been praying for me. They would never have said it or made me feel this way, but they may have been a little embarrassed too. What does it say about them to have a weirdo daughter? My feelings, not their words. Wouldn't it be easier, God, to just give me a kind, good, and providing husband and let me fade into the sweet and peaceful life I imagined? Land, God. Land is what I prayed for. Land is what my parents had prayed for me. We hadn't been praying for closeness to God. We had been asking for his tangible blessings for me. Anything short of that seemed like failure still. Plan B, like the backup plan for a life not going so well. Through some tears, me and mom again, and lots of logic talk, me and dad, they supported me, even in what none of us fully understood. We cried, and I fully committed, set like flint. As I drove back to Tulsa, following a thunderstorm that had been moving across Oklahoma that day, I cried as I counted seven rainbows that popped up across that sky over my nearly two-hour drive. Seven, not four, not nine, seven rainbows in that sky. God's perfect number. God is faithful. I would sell my home, quit my job of 10 years, move to Fort Worth, Texas, go to seminary, and follow God. I was all peace and puke.
What's your story? Has there been a time when you fully surrendered something or someone to the Lord? How did you feel about it? What ways did God confirm his direction for you? With whom have you shared your story about his faithfulness?